Is there a creature that can predict tragedy? Those who have seen this creature think there is. On a dark November night in 1966, five grave diggers worked in a West Virginia cemetery. The work they had was hard, and no one would have blamed them for mistaking a trick of the light, which is why when one of them spotted red flashes in the distance, the others dismissed it. After all, it could have been anything, and they had lots of work to finish before the night was through. And of course, nobody likes being in a cemetery at night. The group set out to finish their task, working busily and keeping their heads down. It wasn't until they took a moment to glance around that they saw it. A dark winged creature was watching them. Frozen, the five men stared up at the floating creature, its wings outstretched, eyes glowing red. Before it, the men stood frozen in fear, wishing they had not ignored the red glow they had seen in the distance. Then, as suddenly and silently as it had appeared, the creature launched itself into the air without flapping its wings and flew away from the men at an incredible pace, leaving the five grave diggers standing dumbstruck in the dark cemetery. In the weeks and months that followed, many others saw this mothman, each consistent and terrifying, a creature the size of an adult man with a wingspan of nearly 10 feet, the ability to fly at supernatural speeds and of course, those glowing red eyes. This Mothman became a feared part of the local lore. Why did this creature suddenly appear? Where had it come from? Over a year passed without answers. One evening, however, those who have come to believe that Mothman had come to warn the locals received an answer as to why he might have been there. Rush hour in December 1967, crossing the Ohio River on the Silver Bridge came as it did every day. Cars piled on as traffic inched forward as busy travelers were eager to get home. Then, without warning, the bridge suddenly buckled, plunging dozens of cars and their passengers into the freezing waters of the Ohio River, tragically, leaving 46 people dead. Officially, the eye bars of the bridge suddenly gave way to a tiny eighth-inch crack causing the suspension bridge to give way, but many people suspected it was more than a simple engineering failure. Many speculate that the Mothman could have been connected to this tragedy. Welcome to Campfire Fables, the scary story podcast that shows us our worst nightmares might just be real. Hello, 
I'm your host, Rachel Zisman, and I'm joined today by my wife and co-host, Peg Zisman. Hello. Welcome to Campfire Fables, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything that keeps you up at night. For tonight's spooky story, we are talking about the cryptid named Mothman and its possible connection to the Silver Bridge collapse in 1967. Dun, dun, dun! So let's get into it. Yeah, um... I don't even know what to say, except that we've established that I don't believe in cryptids. I've watched several other things. I've watched some things outside of this episode to learn more about Mothman. Um, BuzzFeed Unsolved had something. I think there was a podcast episode I listened to that wasn't ours. And also um, Ghost Adventures. Of course, Ghost Adventures. Yes. Oh, love Ghost Adventures. And I feel like something that I was almost willing to buy into was the story that perhaps the thing people were seeing that looked like a giant moth person was some kind of bird, Mm -hmm. like an owl. Oh, I'm so excited to get into that. So just to refresh everyone's memory, um, what is a cryptid? A cryptid is a animal who is, or creature, I suppose, whose existence is questionable or not yet fully defined. Um, and I think the Mothman 100% fits into this category. Oh, totally. Yeah. So I guess my first thought is, so we covered Mothman sighting, which begins in 1966. Of course, it happens in literally the scariest possible scenario, five grave diggers. You're literally grabbing a dig. <laughs> right, I know. The <laughs> literal scariest way you could possibly find something is in this setting. And so... I think that that doesn't necessarily lead to great credibility, but there are several other sightings beyond the grave incident. No, I have to say, why is nobody then thinking it's a zombie? Because I think that's the real answer. It's clearly a zombie. What? Sarcasm. (laughs) They're digging graves, get it? It's a zombie. Oh, I was like... I don't know. It's a flying zombie. That makes sense. Okay. My first question for you is, and I know, I probably know the answer to this, but do you think that it is possible that a creature like the Mothman exists? Uh, 99% no. The 1% I was willing to believe is that if we've had alien contact, why not this thing? Because, (gasps) because I think it's possible that human life exists in other places besides Earth. I shouldn't say human life. I think it's possible that life. Sure. And I think that to assume that the life form would necessarily look like a human, the way that many pop culture images of aliens look, is naive. Because why would they have to look like that? So why not Mothman? But again, 99% of me says absolutely not. Sure. It's either mass hallucination or a, a bird. How do you account for five people saying that they saw the same thing at the same time, though. All at once. Five people in a group. No, I, I do think they saw something. I think right. it's probably a, a bird. Okay, yeah. So I have some theories, some suggested theories on what it could be. But I think first, let's talk a little bit about its connection to the Silver Bridge collapse, because I think that is the most interesting wrinkle to this, is that not only is this scary thing cited, but it's also connected to a horrifying tragedy. And what are the well, odds of that? Well, because people said that it's connected to that. We don't actually know. But I think if there had been a creature, if there was going to be something tragic that happened in Madison, Wisconsin, where we are, and for the year preceding, there were several sightings of a mysterious creature, 
wouldn't that seem like it could be connected? I think that's a reasonable deduction that people are making. <laughs> the tinfoil hat person within me would want to make the assumption that they were connected. But why couldn't it be someone exploiting that improbability? So you think somebody, some evil genius, knew that people were seeing the Mothman and then planned the Silver Bridge collapse? Maybe. Maybe. Well, so I think the Silver Bridge collapse is super interesting because I watched several History Channel documentaries about it, more than I would like to admit that I got into. <laughs> um, but the Silver Bridge was a suspension bridge, which to me, it sounds like a single... Um, so in modern day bridges, they will join together several different cables together to make it more sturdy or more strong, which makes sense, I guess. Yeah. So if one cable were to break... You have reinforcement. There's a ton of reinforcement. However, the Silver Bridge was an older style of bridge. I think it was built in the 1930s, where basically it's like a series of interconnected pieces of metal held together by joints. And the joint is where the problem happened. So the official report was that there was a super small crack, like an eighth of an inch crack. And no backup. And no backup. And so if one goes, then all of them go. Well, poop. That'll do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is pretty horrifying, I think, because that makes me just question all infrastructure in general, I guess. Because they also talked about several other bridges that were built with a very similar designs and then were altered or modified after the Silver Bridge collapse. But I think my first thought is, didn't they have bridge inspectors or anyone who should have been double-checking to make sure that the bridge was in good working order? I guess this is a small, small flaw. So. Wait, no, remind me what year this is. I need to put myself in the right headspace. So the year, the bridge collapsed happened in 1967. Okay. And then the Mothman sighting started one year before that. Okay. Yeah, that was back before the days of um, rules, as my parents often like to tell me. There were none. They they yeah. often tell me tales really of no seatbelts. Yeah, children just sliding <laughs> around in a back seat. So what's a bridge? You know? Yeah, or my favorite depiction of the 1960s is when they... A person is driving a car and they just lay a baby down in the passenger seat. Just set them down. Yeah. Which it was seems... the Wild West of yeah. civilization. <laughs> so maybe there really weren't. They didn't get into like how in any of these documentaries I could not find a most recent time of inspection or and that's anything the like that. the thing is I think as much as we're making jokes about the way things were done in the past, there's something to be said about the fact that more often than not, our culture, our society puts in safety measures after we have tragedies. That's and really so true. it wouldn't be shocking to me if this bridge was not particularly up to snuff in terms of modern day standards of safety and that, yeah, maybe it doesn't have regular inspections. But why do those things exist now? Well, it's because of tragedies like that one. Yeah, I guess that's true. So in addition to this, several people said it, stated that they... Um, had seen the Mothman in the area really close to this. There's a couple of... Like, it, on the day of? Not like he on has the day no of. <laughs> no, he was <laughs> up there. Well, so I saw some clearly doctored footage, like, pictures of a Mothman-esque creature perched on top of the bridge. No! Um, which I you think, said it was doctored. Yeah, it clearly looked like it was fake. But... I do think it's interesting that that is connected because in my at least most recent experience, I don't know if there are regular sightings that are happening of random unexplained creatures that everyone in the area knows about, you know? Right. And so I think it is interesting 
at the very least that these are correlated. And again, I think humans love to make patterns out of things. And so maybe it has nothing to do with either thing. But I think it's an interesting wrinkle that... I think it's more likely than not that people tried to capitalize on the, I can't believe all this stuff that's happening to our town right now. And so they just made it up. Sure. I'm not usually the non-believer, but I feel like this episode, I'm like, hard no. Yeah. But give me a ghost story one day and I'm going to be like, no, that was real. (laughs) (laughs) No, obviously. I guess when I was learning about it, I just found it so hard to believe that something so horrifying could happen from just such a tiny flaw in a design. I mean, I'm not an engineer and... I think of the way they kind of explain the tension bridge as being if you had like a rope bridge like they have in movies where (laughs) it's two pieces of rope that connect a canyon and there's little planks of wood in the middle. It would be a lot. This the structure would be not dissimilar from that. So (laughs) um, in a movie, you know, they'll sometimes like cut the one side with a machete. I assume they're carrying and then the whole bridge falls. And so a very similar yeah, no, Structure for the record, that. I think that's what happened. I right. think it was just a bad, a poorly designed bridge. But let's play devil's advocate for a second here. Mm-hmm. Tell me, tell me, Rachel, what is it that you think Mothman would have done? So I don't think it would have necessarily, I don't think Mothman's like, the let's, one up no, there. No, 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 let's pretend it is Mothman that broke that bridge. So How do you think he did that? I don't think it's Mothman that broke it. And again, if I believe any of this at all. The theories are not that Mothman was up there with like a monkey wrench doing doing the evilness. <laughs> I'm on going his own. down with it. Oh no, wait, he can fly. He could fly. So he <laughs> Um but I think the theory is that Mothman might have been present to warn people. The symbolism, of course, being that it starts in a cemetery, meaning I am here to to warn you of death. Oh. Impending death to come. A super horrifying tragedy. And he's an omen of it. Yes. And so he wouldn't necessarily be specifically responsible. But the theory is that he, or she, I guess. Um, Mothwoman. Moth, Mothwoman could have known that it was going to happen and or knew something tragic was going to happen and was attempting to warn people. And so, of course, well, I like that five, version. five grave diggers in the middle of the <laughs> night. I was like, yo, leave. And was trying to provide a peaceful and non-threatening warning with ominous red eyes and, and a chase. Well, he can't help his <laughs> ominous red eyes. Also, he didn't chase them. They just all freaked out when they saw him, and then he flew away. So maybe. Oh, I see. Well, you know, in my head, it's it's always a chase scene. In other scenes, they def in other not other scenes, other stories. There definitely is an element of Mothman seeming more ominous, but also. What is the intent versus impact here? I don't know if the intent of Mothman was to be specifically frightening. I heard tell that Mothman could go 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Well, yes. So let's get into... So that's the original sighting. The superheroes of Mothman. Yeah, right. The superpowers. Uh, well, I wouldn't say that Mothman ever comes with like goodness or superhero. You know, he's definitely doesn't have like a pure bent to him, I would say. So... Let's get into some of the potential theories on what Mothman could be, because I think they're interesting, at least. And so obviously the theory is the first theory is that Mothman is its own cryptid, similar to Bigfoot or Nessie or things like that, that we just don't have proof that it exists. But 
it was its own cryptid. But I think we've already gotten into that. And hard eye emojis for Nessie. I just love Nessie. Right. I know. I know. But some of the other theories, and these are interesting. So I'm ranking these in what I believe would be most likely to happen to, to least. least likely to Oh, happen. good. Okay, good. So I feel like the cryptid theory is kind of its own. And then these are alternative theories on what it actually could be. So the ranking starts now. Number one is not cryptid. No. Number one is, okay. If it's not a cryptid, here are the other options that it could be. So the first one is a barn owl. Yes. Which, if you've ever seen a barn owl in real life, and we did see a big barn owl once when we were driving, and it was huge. And you screamed. Yeah, it was huge. And it had reflecting eyes. And it has reflecting eyes. Depending on the light that is present, I'm sure those eyes could reflect red. They also are a lot bigger than you might initially... People are going to think that we saw Mothman now. Right, I know. We did see <laughs> We're like, Mothman. no, this, this, is, Maybe we this did. is an owl we really, for the record. We hope. Maybe it, it was. was on <gasps> Halloween. It was on Halloween. It was on Halloween. I, I was in Christmas mode already because yeah, we had just true. left the house. But one of the theories is that it could be just a regular barn owl. That's my vote, Bob. <laughs> right. Which I think makes sense given how big and sort of rare it is to see owls granted we hear them because they're loud but how often do you really see an owl just around and we have opposite lot, sleep patterns yeah they're a lot bigger than you think they are so i'm going to give that a theory however i will say the flight pattern described and we'll get into some of the other sightings because this creature is cited to have been going um, like 100 miles an hour. I don't know how fast a barn owl can fly. I don't think it's 100 miles an hour. I also don't know how capable the human mind is of exaggerating how fast they were going. That's true. So, but also, um, the men that were digging the grave, they described the owl, or mothman slash owl, as when taking flight, just launching into the air, not doing a flap, not doing sort of traditional bird lifting off. As if, as if it had a... Like a, like a rocket, like pack? a jet pack. A yeah, jet pack? it just took off. Its wings were outstretched, and it just took off. Whoosh! Yes, and Team I formation. don't know if that would have happened with an owl, so I, I'm not sure. Fair enough. I actually don't think mm. owls can do that. Right. <laughs> the one that we saw took a violent flapping motion. Yeah, it was really ungraceful. The next one, and I think this is actually probably one of the most interesting ones, is that it could be a mutant, <laughs> a mutant <laughs> crane. So, no, or a, poor a, bird. A, a mutant sandhill crane. So, in the area, uh, this is sort of Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio area. At one point, it's called the TNT area, sort of as a nickname because there was a time period where they tested a lot of military-grade weapons okay. during World War II. And so there's a theory that there could be radioactive, yeah. <laughs> you know, radioactive things present, which we know can exist. Um, for example, if you think about like the Chernobyl area is still radioactive and people can't go into it. After... Have we seen animals come out of it looking yes. quite deformed? Oh, we have. Yes. Oh, snap. Granted, I don't know if any of them come out Mothman-esque. I think they mostly come out with like cancer, but he... <laughs> but maybe once in a while you hate gold and but you maybe get, once in a while you get glowing red eyes at 100 miles speed right so and jetpacks oh so in the tnt area many people report having higher levels of cancers and just like general radioactive problems so um i think of like erin brockovich where she um was fighting for like the clean water because it's been contaminated this area sort of has a very similar problem where lots of people are sick there's lots of problems with it any possibility those people can hallucinate? <gasps> I hadn't thought about that. 
Maybe it's not a mutant bird. Maybe it's a mutant vision. Yeah, maybe they're all, like, actually sick from the garbage that's in the area. Right. But at any rate, there is a theory that it could be... So, sandhill cranes are very... I mean, they're big and weird looking, but they're present enough in that area that it could be plausible that they saw a sandhill crane. I However, want to Google image all of these creatures now because they sound so ominous. So, a sandhill crane, just for people that are listening is a really large bird it stands i would guess i think it's about five to six feet tall it's got really long legs a really long beak really wide wingspan okay yeah so not super dissimilar typically they're like a oh god a dusty gray color i know look at their red eyes yeah and oh i forgot to mention that yes they have frightening red eyes they sure do so these things are huge Yes, and so I could imagine seeing one of those in the middle of the night and being frightened by it. Can they rocket upward? No. <laughs> as far as I know, I don't, I believe, I watched actually some videos of sandhill cranes taking off, and granted, it was really hard to find them, videos of them not taking off from water. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it's a very flappy, ungraceful process. Oh, okay. Not just launching into the air. Like this one does. Although it has really long legs, so I don't know if it jumping or something like that could look very launchy. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that there's definitely the possibility for there to be mutant sandhill cranes in this area. I don't know if this is what they would have seen in this specific scenario. Maybe the mutation is the... Ro- I'm really hung up on the rocket launch now. Yeah. Well, see, and that's what... I don't think that that's how it works. I, I mean, again, I'm not a biologist or radiologist, I guess it would be that. I'm not, I'm not a person that would know details about this and how radiation can impact animals, but I don't think it's that they're going to become superhuman or super bird jumpers. It's a missed opportunity. Yeah. Next one, or in next, in order of things that I think could it could possibly be <laughs> is, your list. is a thunderbird like from native culture, um, culture and yes. also appropriated by joe rowling in fantastic beast and where to find them yes that kind so perfect <laughs> and if you've seen fantastic beast and where to find them the thunderbird i believe is very similar to what descriptions given by native people were and so uh, it's also my Ilvermorny house, if you were wondering. I know you were. I was wondering. <laughs> uh, good. Good to know. So, well, then you would be an expert on it. So you'd be a puckwudgie. <laughs> probably. So, at any rate, a Thunderbird is basically a huge bird. It sort of looks like a huge crow, but its wingspan would be anywhere, descriptions provide anywhere from eight feet to 20 feet. Huh. Yeah. So, I mean, at any rate, it's a huge bird. But this is. Like, from kind of a, like, a its own native mythology. Yes. And again, I think that this might, the Thunderbird itself might even fall into its own category of cryptid and or similar to Greek mythology, which people might be a little bit more familiar with. There are certainly creatures and abilities and individuals that exist in that mythology that don't exist in documented real life. I want... Thunderbirds to be I want it to be a Thunderbird. I want that to A be a like a thing. You want that to be what it is. Yeah. That's fair. No, I want it to be a Thunderbird. Yeah, I think one of the challenges, however, to this one 
is that there are no real documentations of bones or other things that might suggest the Thunderbirds are indeed real. Well, they haven't yet found any of that for Nessie either, but I'm still holding out hope. I really want that one. <laughs> but the thing is, I mean, I don't want to get too much into Nessie. They have found plesiosaur bones, so they know that that existed. They have not really, but I guess they found like pterodactyl bones. That's the part. Okay, so like, just not to fall too far down that rabbit hole, this is yeah. for a different episode. <laughs> plesiosaurs, because I know that they existed are terrifying. <gasps> they are, aren't they? Oh my god, Cute I'm so afraid of water. I, I have know. friends that tell me that if, like, if reincarnation's a thing, I probably in the past died via drowning. Specifically, I suspect the Titanic. I know, this probably. is a whole rabbit hole. <laughs> but I'm just saying, it makes plethiosaurs all the scarier. I've had actual nightmares where A, I'm drowning on the Titanic, and B, I'm attacked by Nessie. It's awful. That's not the way to go. That's not the way to go. Probably not. What's um, next on your list of what it could be? So the next one I have are suggested by MysteriousUniverse.org. So I guess you can take that with your own grain of how much you're going to trust it. They provided some evidence that it may or may not have been an alien. I told you! <laughs> I told you, I an know. alien! So not only does this sort of fit narratives that exist for other alien encounters, meaning general physical descriptors could be could be reflective or for example like the skin color kind of being like a grayish brown color eyes being similarly placed to human eyes or eyes that we encounter in on earth however maybe reflecting in a strange way because they see different wavelengths or they reflect light differently than our eyes do granted i don't know if many alien stories feature specifically wings however if it was an alien, indeed, it could be wearing. For it could indeed be wearing a jet bag, <laughs> which would have made it much more likely. Like so the Jetsons. I think if I, I've heard a lot of alien stories, ninety nine point nine percent of which I think are absolute hooey. Shall we <laughs> yeah. use the word hooey? Um, if I were to have heard one that I was like, if or, I'll I'll change this. If you were to tell me that one of them were absolutely true and were in fact aliens, this is the one that, that I'm like, sense. I'm like maybe, yeah. I buy this one better more than other ones. I've also heard of a couple of like, and by a couple I mean like one or two flying saucer stories, but most of them I find to be absolute garbage. Sure, and of course we have other episodes planned for things related to this. But... I don't want anyone in real life thinking that I actually buy into any, any of this. I like I'm a person who in general. Is open to the fact that, like, I could be wrong. In general. I would say I'm sane. So I don't want to sit there and be like, everyone who believes this is absolutely stupid. Mm Because that's not how I feel. Mm -hmm. I think there's a possibility that any number of things could exist. I haven't found enough compelling evidence in my life to be like, I buy that one yet. Except for ghosts. I totally believe in ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) So I would say I'm on the same boat. I think... Does alien life exist in general? Yes. Probably. Probably. I'm going to say 100% yes. Do I think that aliens are regularly coming to visit Earth? No. Not really. Probably not. Probably not. I guess I, I wonder about this one in particular being, like, the theory of this one being an alien. Because I have so many questions about why is it that an alien could just immediately drop onto Earth's surface 
and be able to breathe the air that we have or find food that it can eat or, you know, just all these things. And so could an alien survive for a whole year prior to this (laughs) with sightings happening without any of the things that it needs on its own planet? Roger Smith could. Right. So on TV, an elf could, apparently. (laughs) You know, like there's a mork could. That doesn't mean that that's real. I have a lot of questions about what makes me think that an alien would be compatible on Earth's surface, <laughs> just in general. So I like that thinking of yours. Yeah, I don't know. All right, and then the last one. Last suggestion. Where is this going? It could either be an angel or ghost. When did you think that I would be like, yes, and the answer's nope. Okay, so the thing it's is... It's incompatible with my evidence that I've decided makes ghosts real. Right. Okay, <laughs> so the thing, the thing that I think provides the most credibility to this is if it is indeed connected to the Silver Bridge Collapse... <gasps> yes. What if it's the angel of death? <gasps> like Michael from Touched by an Angel. And that's why it's in a cemetery. Right. Or it's coming to warn people who are potentially much closer to the human element of death and therefore might be more likely to make that connection. I still don't think it's that, but I love this theory. I do feel like if it was indeed a sentient angel and or ghost... To me, I feel like it could have provided a lot more detailed information to it (laughs) rather than just showing up and frightening people because there are a couple of other examples of people encountering Mothman where Mothman seems a lot more ominous or threatening, but not, again, doesn't really provide any helpful information. I think if it had been indeed been an angel or ghost, it would make sense that it was closer to the silver bridge and or providing some a hint maybe rather than just showing up and scaring people in the middle of the night i feel like but many ghost stories are just them showing up in the middle of the night Mm. just randomly and scaring the bejesus out of people even if they're not intending to right and then of course you get into the whole category of like is a ghost and like an intelligent ghost or just a residual ghost and this one sounds like it's intelligent if it's even a ghost but i don't think it's a ghost I yeah. think it's a barn owl. <laughs> Maybe with barn owl. Or, I mean, honestly, all of these are amazing. Like, I want it to be a thunderbird, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Probably not. I want it <laughs> to be, like, You're gonna some go with... mutated crane, <laughs> but it's not. It's yeah. probably a barn owl. If it was an alien or a ghost, how thrilling. But I don't Wouldn't believe be it exciting? is. I know. I think, yeah, I would agree. I I. I don't see a ton of evidence for it being anything else. I think your list was less probable to unlikely mm. rather than um, boring to absolutely <laughs> thrilling. <laughs> right. Sure. Because that's the order I put really that cool. in. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think, unfortunately, when we get into a lot of these, the most boring answer probably is the one that's right. Of course. But we don't know. We, we weren't know. there. We didn't see it. Yeah. So I would agree. And I think I have a hard time with five or in another situation, four people say, seeing the exact same thing yes. and reporting the exact same thing without time to really corroborate their story. No, but wait. Now I'm going to pin you to this one. Mm. Why is it that you still doubt ghost stories when I say give the same evidence? It's because you're an atheist that just wants to believe that nothing happens when you die, which is so depressing. It is depressing. I don't think it's that. I think it's more 
that I, I have not seen any clear evidence that, like, in a cartoon, people die and their spirit just, like, you know, evaporates out of them. And... I have seen clear evidence of a ghost. I know you think you've seen clear evidence of a ghost. I have. We're going to foreshadow this story so much and hype it up, and it's yeah. not going to be that great. It's not that interesting. But I think when it you, is good. When you provide evidence of, well, this tiny object moved, to me, that's not great evidence. Oh, my God. Don't tell my story before we get there. I have to do the whole thing. What I'm saying is uh-huh. the evidence you're trying to claim makes you get hung up on Mothman maybe existing is the is one of, like, dozens sure. of pieces of evidence that I use to challenge you on your thinking about ghosts. And sure. you and then you just, you just sush that away and you go... That's not true. You, you're like, they all are trying to exploit and extort for That's money. That's not what I'm and saying And they're all hallucinating. All. No, you're wrong. I would love there to be ghosts. I would love the, the idea and would love it if human spirits continued to live on after death i think that would be lovely but that is neither here nor there we're talking about mothman um (laughs) so the other i think there was a couple of other sightings that were really just one person seeing something and reporting it later which i don't put quite as much stock into yeah for example there was somebody who saw it outside their house another person who saw it in the woods and What I think was interesting about those stories was that they provided evidence of what I would call sort of radiation-type burns afterwards. Oh. Which is interesting. But again, I don't know how much stock to put in the story of one person seeing it alone in the dark. Where did the burns come from? Well, that's a mystery. And I think we could go back to, are people suddenly being exposed to big doses of radiation that's then causing them to hallucinate? And receive a radiation burn of some sort. I think that that is super plausible. But I don't want to get too much into a single person providing an account. Because I don't know if I think that is quite as compelling as some of the other information. For example, the five grave diggers seeing something at the same time. The other super compelling story that I came across is a story about four teenagers who were out for a drive. I assume they kind of implied a makeout esque drive. Oh, which I think all four is, of them at once. Yeah, I know together, which seems really strange. But um, <laughs> yeah, a situation with one couple in the front and one couple in the back. Seat. Oh, okay, yeah. So they are parked on somewhat of a more remote road because they're making out apparently just next to each other, and <laughs> right. Uh, and when they're taking, like, a moment, a breather in between it, they roll down the window to just, like, get some air in the car, which I think sounds super disgusting if I'm just taking... You just keep making it more gross. (laughs) It's getting grosser. And the person who's driving the car turns on the headlights, and before them, they see what they described as being the Mothman again. Um, so the description was very similar. It was a creature of about six to seven feet tall, a large wingspan, glowing red eyes, um, like grayish black, grayish brownish black furry skin, I would say, standing right in front of the car, like 15 feet in front of the car. Okay. Yeah. Horrifying. And if you could imagine, you've just finished a makeout sesh. Most horror stories actually start there. So I feel like they should have known. Right. I know. They should (laughs) have known. But so they start, they 
pause their makeout session, turn on the headlights for whatever reason, and see the Mothman standing in the road 15 to 20 feet in front of them. Okay? Mm -hmm. Yep. So, obviously, it's four teenagers, so they're not there to stick around and go investigate and see what Mothman is. And so, they quickly turn the car around. Mothman's just standing there. Chilling. Peel out of there and start driving away. And so, the the one person's driving. The three other people are obviously looking behind them. watching. Yeah, terrified. Watching to see what this Mothman does. When they estimate that they're, like, a thousand feet away from the Mothman, it launches itself again not flapping its wings it just like jumps up and starts going straight towards this car right your eyes are getting wide because it's horrifying (laughs) so they estimate that they're going like 70 miles an hour on a rural road so who knows how fast you can actually go on like a dirt road i don't know how fast no that sounds about right so but they're terrified so they're going as fast as they possibly can to get away from this and the mothman is somehow keeping pace with the car like it catches up and then it's keeping pace with the car and looking in the windows. As they drive. Right. So the four teenagers obviously are terrified, drive immediately into town, like are driving towards the town. At some point, Mothman breaks off and goes back into the woods, wherever Mothman was. And the four teens just continue, you know, pedal to the metal all the way to the police station where they run inside and tell their story. Wow. Okay. So on one part... I could imagine four teenagers who stayed out later than they were supposed to and came up with an elaborate story so they don't get in trouble. On the other hand, it seems like a pretty elaborate lie. And also, I don't know if four people can maintain that level of terror in the middle of a lie. Any chance they were on substances? (gasps) See, that is probably... It is the 1960s. Yep. And... (laughs) You know, the article I, I read did not explore that. And or they could have been right near this admitted present radiation. Yep. So There's a lot going on. There's a lot going that on. That could impact that. I mean, also the fact that they went to such a remote area. While plausible that you could go there to make out, I think it's also plausible that maybe you were smoking something. Sure. And lowered the windows <laughs> to let things air out a little bit. Yeah. And maybe collectively saw something scary or saw... One of the mutants, Sand Hill Cranes. One of the cranes and thought it was something else. Sure. And then, if you were all kind of high or what have you. Yeah. Imagine that it followed you. That's true. Because the fact that it didn't actually commit to flying all the way into the city, Mm -hmm. I feel less compelled. It broke off. (laughs) It didn't want to be seen. Except by these four people. I do find it confusing as to why it would seemingly not be afraid to expose itself or show itself to people in compromising situations for example in the middle of a graveyard digging a grave again possibly the scariest activity a human can engage in or in the middle of nowhere possibly doing some substances or making out or whatever and or both both, probably both i don't know not be willing to just fly into the town square and show itself as being yeah, why would it choose to terrify only some people and not all of it? That That's the part that doesn't make sense. Like, we know why mass murderers don't. Right. Or serial killers, I should say. It's because they don't want to get captured and sent to prison. But, like, why would something like this do that? Well, I mean... Why is it like, I want to show myself, but only to you? Mm-hmm. Also, if it could catch up to the car... Yeah. It 
presumably could have hurt them, but didn't. That's true. It also presumably could have hurt the grave diggers. And didn't. And didn't, because it was within 20 feet or so. So, whatever, and we know it can go fast, so it says. Yeah. So, that's what leads me to believe that something about this is not what they're saying. Like, mm-hmm. something here doesn't quite add up. That's fair. And that's what leads us back to, you know, also if those kids are predisposed to knowing about Mothman because they've heard about it. That's true. This would have been this later on in the sightings. So I'm place. saying the initial sighting very well, I think, could have been a bird. And then later, <laughs> the story becomes something a little bit more exaggerated, especially if you're adding to it. Yeah. Radiology, radiation, excuse me, or substances. Yeah. I think people believe, I think. Or sandhill cranes, which are just frightening looking on their they own. They really are. <laughs> I think it's possible that the people who are telling these stories, like, sincerely believe what they saw and, like, are saying what they think they saw. Mm-hmm. But what influenced the things that they thought they saw? I think yeah. that's the bigger question. Because my first reaction would have been like, let's get some, like... Let's take a blood sample of on you. these people. Yes, yeah, right. just so that we can add context to these scenarios. Mm. Get them now! Sure. One thing I do want to do at some point is in Pleasant... If we ever find ourselves in Pleasant Point, Virginia, which honestly seems like sort of a stretch. It doesn't seem like a place we would head to on our own. But there is a Mothman Festival that happens every year. And the whole town, it seems, has embraced, I would say, similar to how Loch Ness area. And Mo- the- and uh, Rhinelander embraces the whole right. Have really embraced Mothman. Just I was going to give it like a... The Moth- legend. Yeah, the legend of... Uh, the, the, well, why not? You can capitalize on it. You can sell yeah. merchandise. You can get more tourists to come to your town, which brings yeah. in more revenue. Of course. Yeah. So it does seem that this town has really hooked into Mothman. So if we ever find ourselves there, they've got a museum, they've got a festival, they've got a whole bunch of different <laughs> Well, you and I have talked tours. about wanting to go do a supernatural tour of like certain parts of the country. Yes. And I really want to go to Salem. Uh, so I feel like... Yes. Yes. That so would I be feel amazing. like going to the East Coast, why not? Yeah, if we're there. If we're in the area. I have friends in Virginia. Maybe they'll head over there. Good. So I think we're landing on debunking the potential for Mothman at this point. Oh, Not enough evidence. That's fair. Not even close. I, I People saw something or think they saw something, but what was impacting their state of mind at that point um, and what role did the dark play? Yes. Because I think there's also something to that. like the, And just being in a spooky setting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. so I'm going to go with no on Mothman. I'm going to go with it was probably some bird. It was probably some <laughs> bird. Combined with either marijuana or radiation or, or both. Or being in a scary cemetery at night. Yep. All right. Wah-wah. Wah-wah. All right. Let's wrap it up then.
Thanks for listening to Campfire Fables. I'd like to thank my guest, Peg Zisman, for being here today. Anytime. <laughs> I hope you've liked our exploration of the Mothman cryptid and its connection to the Silver Bridge Collapse, or lack thereof. <laughs> if you like the spooky story we covered today, please like and subscribe for more information and stay tuned for upcoming episodes. Check out our sources and research for show notes. And of course, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover or a spooky story to share with us, please leave a comment. I would also like to thank the sources that we used to make this episode. For tonight's spooky story, it should be noted that many different sources were used to create this campfire fable. Until next time, stay spooky. <laughs>